Chapter Thirty Two of Cutlass and Cudgel. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Cutlass and Cudgel by George Manville Fenn. Chapter Thirty Two. Celia Graham took sundry precautions to avoid being seen. But she was not so successful as she imagined Jemmy dad was an old servant of farmer shackle one who always made a point of doing as little as was possible about the farm He did not mind loading a cart if he were allowed as much time as he liked or feeding the pigs Because it afforded him an opportunity to lean over the sty and watch the pretty creatures eat While their grunting and squeaking was sweet music in his ear he generally fed the horses too and watched them graze calling up the cows from the cliff pastures he did not mind because cows walked slowly and he did the milking because he could sit down and rest his head but to thump a churn and make butter was out of his line mrs shackle complained bitterly to her lord and master about different lots of cream being spoiled but farmer shackle snubbed her can't expect a man to work night and day too he grunted set one of the women to churn in fact the farmer never found any fault with jimmy for the simple reason that he was his best worker on dark nights and as handy a sailor as could be found jimmy knew it knew and felt that he was licensed and laughed to himself as he followed his own bent and spent a good deal of time every day in what he called seeing the crops grow when there were no crops growing he went to see how the grass was getting on and to do this properly he put a piece of hard black tobacco in his cheek and went and lay down on one of the hill slopes he was seeing how the grass got on that particular morning with his eyes shut when happening to open them he caught sight of celia going along a mile away with her basket and dog he knew her by the dog though even at that distance as she moved almost imperceptibly over the short turf of the treeless expanse along by the sea he would have been sure that it was sir risdon's child what's the good of telling on her he growled to himself as he lay back with his hands under his head and in that attitude he rested for nearly three hours then moved by the cogitations in which he had been indulging he slowly and deliberately rose something after the fashion of a cow and began to go slowly in the direction taken by celia hours before jemmy dad seemed to be going nowhere and as he slouched along lifting up one heavy sea boot and putting it down before the other he never turned his head in either direction so stiff was he in his movements that anyone who watched him would have concluded that he was looking straight forward and that was all a great mistake for jemmy by long practice had made his eyes work like a lobster's and as he went on they were rolling slowly round and round taking in everything keeping a lookout to see and watching the revenue cutter sweeping the offing running over the fields and downs and hollows missing nothing in short as he steadily trudged along not even the few mushrooms that the pleasant showers had brought up and placing them in his hat slow as his pace was the distance between the prints of the big boots was great and the mushroom hunting took him before very long up the cliff 
beyond the entrance to the old quarry and then down below it and then close up alongside where he stooped over and then went down a few steps out of sight he did not turn his head for his lobster eyes had convinced him that no one was in sight and as he disappeared in the deep hole he pounced upon the basket and then went softly and quickly down to where the loose tile stones lay a rapid examination satisfied him that they had not been moved and he went softly up again basket in hand stood still and rolled his eyes but saw no sign of the basket's owner and then thrusting his arm through the handle he went steadily back to the farm where he thrust his head in at the door stared at farmer shackle who was innocently mending a net and backed out and went into the rough stable shackle followed him net in one hand wooden netting needle in the other hello he said jemmy held out the basket well i see brambries and masheroons what of em little missus's basket fun it take it home no i'll send ramillies ladyship don't like to see you fun it in number one what see her going along there with that dog she must have smelled him out place been opened no farmer shackle scratched his nose on both sides with the netting needle then he poked his red worsted cap a little on one side with the same implement and scratched the top of his head and carefully arranged the red cap again mayn't have seen or heard anything lad must or wouldn't have left the basket right have big tom dunley bad stock and two more and be yonder at dark ramillies no not yet don't tell him he's waiting yonder for you here he comes go on just as usual and don't tell him nothing i'll meet you soon as it's dark pistols no sticks jemmy there father ah there you are come on i've been waiting such a time ram looked sharply from one to the other and knew there was something particular on the way but he said nothing get it out of jemmy he said to himself i'm ready lad i'm ready look sharp boy said the farmer yes father said ram i'll go and get the basket ay do boy and look here never mind more to-day but take double allowance to-morrow so as not to go every day very well father look sharp jemmy the boy ran back to the house followed by his father who went on netting and a minute later jemmy and ram were off over the bare pastures in the direction from which the man had come find that basket you give to father jemmy ay lad half full of brambries and masheroons wondered who it was gaffer says it's little missus and you're to take it up oh thought ram that's what they were talking about and he began whistling quite content as they went wandering about mushrooming till apparently tired they sat down close to the mouth of the quarry where jemmy's eyes rolled round for a good ten minutes before he said now then the pair rolled over to the left and right down into the hole and descended quickly to the bottom where the man crept right on along the half-choked passage took a lanthorn from a great crevice there was the nicking of flint and steel a faint blue light and the snap of the closing lanthorn as the dark passage showed a yellow glow meanwhile ram had been busy removing the pieces of stone laying bare a trap-door upon which were a big wooden lock and a couple of bolts these he unfastened threw open the door 
and descended with his basket while after handing down the lanthorn into the black well-like hole jemmy climbed up again to the surface and stood with his eyes just above the level sheltered by blackberry strands and other growth and slowly made his eyes revolve till at the end of half an hour ram reappeared when the business of closing and bolting the door went on while jemmy blew out the light closed the lanthorn through whose crevices came forth an unpleasant odor bore it back to its hiding place and then the pair departed as cautiously as they came what did he say growled jemmy oh not much seemed all grumpy and wouldn't answer a civil question should have kicked him said jemmy very little more was said till they reached home and ram busied himself about the farm till after supper wishing that he could help the midshipman to escape without getting his father into trouble he was thinking how horribly dark and miserable the old quarry must be for the first time the thought had not occurred to him before through every hole and corner being so familiar from the fact that scores of times he had held the lanthorn while his father's men carried in smuggled goods landed at the ledge if there was plenty of time for if the landing had been hurried and the danger near the things were often carried up to the hose for temporary deposit till carts came to bear the things into the interior i do wish he'd be friends thought ram when his musings were interrupted by his father saying ah there's that basket jemmy founds mornin go and take it up to the hose he needn't go to-night need he said mrs shackle you mind your own business said the farmer fiercely be off boy ram put on his red cap took the basket and trotted off towards the hose while mrs shackle sighed for she knew that something particular must be on the way or ram would not have been sent off and her husband have prepared to go out directly after oh dear me dear me dear me said the plump comfortable looking woman as the door closed on her husband's back if he would only keep to his cows and sheep here said the farmer reopening the door be off to bed ramillies need not know that i'm gone out no dear but do take care of yourself yeah bang went the door and mrs shackle after putting a few things straight went off obediently to bed troubling in no wise about the door being left on the latch end of chapter thirty two